mine, or I'll help you not. <laughs> okay. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my friend. He's called Declan Kitchener. He's here. How are you doing, Declan? I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Your face says you're doing fine, too. He's smiling, folks. Oh, dear. Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm doing good. Um, we're We're getting near the end of this kind of season. We kind of do these seven... Uh, weeks at a time, don't we? Then a roundup. Yeah, it's gone very quickly. It really has. And uh, none of us has failed to write yet. We write a song in seven days, for those of you who don't know. We come to the podcast. Why would you bring that up now? <laughs> a little casual aside, you know? A little casual aside. But, um... Put the fear of God back into me. <laughs> Have I got a song? Yes, I know I've got a song. Oh no, I've forgotten it! No! <laughs> well, I had that this week. I was texting you um, yesterday where you was like, oh, you was like, you were like, um, when shall I come over? And I was like, uh, you know, whenever, now. Um, and I said, I've got to practice my song because I wrote my song on the first day of the week last week. And so I'm like, you're a git. I hate you. You're terrible. I hate you. Shame on you and your family for being productive. Hey, as Prince said, Grr. don't hate us because we're beautiful or something like that. He said, and I'm, I'm beautiful because I wrote my song <laughs> on day one. <laughs> Whereas I am ugly because I wrote mine on day seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do the rest of the podcast like this. No, I won't. That's a strain on my voice. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we both have songs. Declan's going first this week to play his song first. And I'm, I'm going to go second. Uh. <laughs> I can't tell if that intro was good or not. I think it was very good. <laughs> it was something. It, it was an intro. We can say that much for certain. We didn't stop making noise the whole time. And to me, that's a good intro. <laughs> I mean, was it coherent or productive noise? Who can tell? That's for history that, to judge. That's but... above my pay grade. <laughs> the folks at home can decide that. Mm. Right. So, better go and get my song Better then. do, boy. Better do that. I'm excited about this. Don't be. Okay. Cool. So, this is my song that I wrote in a week. It's called Cut It Up. Cut It Up. Cut It Up. <laughs> So 
Behind the scenes reference there, I I messed that up so many times. You have got one hell of an editing job to do that. You still haven't heard a complete song, I don't think. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to have to do in the uh, editing process? Cut it up. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, all, all of that aside, probably my favourite of your songs this run. Love it. Okay. Thank you. Really, really, really like it. You, it's, is it because you only have to deal with like individual fragments at a time? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, it's um, it's just very, very good. I, my, I can't articulate any more than that. But just the riffs are great. Uh, the melody is fantastic. It's it's concise in a way that I really like. It's interesting that it moves around, and it just kept my attention the entire time. You know what I mean? Like a song, Ten CC do this for me. It just keeps my attention on every single riff and it changes enough that I just completely I'm in it so I loved it oh thank you um there's not actually that much in this song to be honest with you like um I did a uh vlog when I was in Cornwall writing this uh sort of explaining how much I got each day but I'll try and do like a summation of that now for here seeing as this is on the point of being here it just started off with the riff like a <laughs> And then mm -hmm. that's just changed to get uh, the two different endings. Mm -hmm. Just to put in at different times. And then it's just trying to find some chords that went underneath that. That's what I loved is when you put chords with it. Very, very cool. So uh, the chords for that are E minor. D, B, and you're hammering on the root note to a C. Mm. So if you want to get technical, that's a C diminished, uh, but it doesn't count as well technically. Um, just a little cheeky note in there. Little cheeky note, and then just G, just on its own, and then to an A power chord, just... Which you can either leave as the A for the other uh, end of it, or just go down to uh, an E power chord. Mm -hmm. um, for ages I thought that was going to be like the verse riff and then I'd do something else for the chorus mm. uh, but it just ends it up like mucking around with like <laughs> just putting the B and the D to um, uh, you know have something else there so that became the verse mm -hmm. and then uh, I sort of thought well why don't I just make it a bit more interesting each time, so like, uh, you know, do that thing with the seventh on the E, and then <laughs> love it. <laughs> that is why I had to do so many retakes of this thing. It's right. just because um, I'm often either forgetting, uh, you know, getting it slightly wrong. Right. Like just because I'm in the middle of trying to remember what comes next, or when I reset. 
uh, I end up going too high, uh, so it ends up being. So mm, I accidentally yeah. go up to F. Um, God, that's noticeably difficult to play. Well, it's it's annoying. I did it perfectly in one take on the vlog thing, and then here I had to do it in a million edits, which is just really irritating. I get that. It's red light syndrome, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, being in front of the mic and all that. So. But I'll have to uh, learn this and see uh, see if I can get that under my fingers a wee bit. And then just at the end of each verse, I wanted something different, so you end up with just B flat, A and G. Mm. Uh, so that's those bits, and then I just thought, well, what chord, uh, to go into the chorus, what works really nice from a G. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit I love too, with the, the F sharp major, right? Yep. Cool, yeah, very nice, in, in, in E minor, very cool. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a chord. <laughs> but uh, that works nice, bring that back up to A, and then to an E flat diminished. Uh-huh. So... And then back into the riff. The thing I love about this song particularly is that the chorus feels like a chorus. It's big, it's bombastic, it's everything it sh a chorus should be. But you don't really ever see it coming until you're in it. And then the moment you're like, oh, this is amazing. And then you're back into another part and then you come back. It weaves in very nicely in the song rather than it being like, and now the chorus. It's much more sort of like keeps you on your toes the whole time when you're listening to it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the uh, only other musical bit of that is the uh, bridge, which I was just mucking around like uh, with, like you know, when you're sort of uh, just on your own, you've got a guitar in hand, you just end up soloing, just like. Just like, you know, mm. absentmindedly just like, uh, you know, going around familiar scales. Yeah, noodling, I think they call it in the trade. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Ah. Um, and then I just ended up doing for a bit like a... <laughs> and just, but like I have this thing of like, if I play a nice lick, I don't like just play it once, I play it like 50 million times or something. <laughs> yeah. like, so I just ended up going around that for a bit. And I thought, okay, that's the... Uh, that's the bridge then. So yeah. I just took that down to, what well, that is, is D, E, G, uh, played five and seven on A, on A and five on D, uh, with the bottom E left to ring a little bit. Mm. And then those last two chords are D, uh, played a five on the A, four on the D, and mm -hmm. B, Two on the A, four on the D. Uh, so that repeats three times, and the last time round, instead of those two chords, it's B and E flat diminished. Very cool. To go back into the uh, go back into the chorus. That's all there is musically to it this week. Um, I was thinking like this would be a cool one to play on electric guitar with a band. I haven't actually tried it on electric yet. Yeah. Yeah, I might. When we finish recording, I might ask to borrow your telly. Just plug into your amp a little bit and just yeah, give the riff why not? Go for it. Give the riff a run round, see what it sounds like. Terrible, but um, <laughs> it's got major thirds in it. Distortion doesn't really like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the musical element to it. Uh, so for the lyrics, um, I was sort of really struggling with them, and 
I ended up writing them on Saturday evening. Mm. Uh, basically, that was the last day I was down in Cornwall before I had to drive up the next day. Mm. And being down in Cornwall, you meet up with all your old mates again. And everything. Or, like, if you go back home, you meet up with your old friends, you have a bit of a catch-up and everything. You sort of say, how are you doing? You're doing this. Like this isn't specifically Cornwall. This can be for anywhere you come yeah, from. Yeah, like I say, this is, just, <laughs> this is just when you go home and just like you meet all yeah. your old friends who you grew up with or like uh, who you used to, you know, I was going to say be involved with. That's just romantic overtones. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all your old mates. And um, they'll ask, how are you doing? I said, oh, yeah, I'm doing fine, doing fine. Oh, cool. Have you had any gigs recently? And you've had one, and you just go, yeah, I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. Has got any projects coming up? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you have you started forming a band properly yet? No. Well, I've got a couple of interviews on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone does. It's the it's a little white lies. Tricks. Yeah. Like a little exaggeration. So that's kind of what it ended up being about. Um, mm. Which it's not very subtle. <laughs> Say the words that you don't mean. Uh, coat those truths and little lies. Uh, you know, keep your cool, hold your nerve, and everything. What does cut it up mean in that context? Um, it doesn't actually mean anything in that context. Uh, what it, basically that one came from was me and my dad uh, just ended up talking uh, about music as we do are prone to. Is there a horse going by the window? Oh, yeah. Oh, fair. It's the one o'clock horse. Oh, fair. I didn't realise he, he came at one o'clock. I thought it was just a name. Um, <laughs> Sorry, come on. That's funny. But, yeah, I was talking with my dad, and uh, he, we were talking... We got on somehow to Beatles v. Stones. I'm a Beatles man. He's a Stones man. Uh, and he was just talking about, like, some of the early stuff that he likes, and he's just going, like oh, yeah, the Stones, they really used to cut it up. And he used that phrase quite a few times in the conversation. I thought, that's a nice phrase. Yeah. So, um, it, it essentially, I sort of, it was something that was lingering for the chorus. Like, um, it was going to be like a bit of a metatextual, like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a bit rubbish, but here's some rock! <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, I don't know what it means in reference to the lies and everything, or like the exaggerations, but... It makes sense, though. Yeah, it, it it sort of makes sense. You can read, cut it up, oh, I'll get it, you know, they'd ask me what's going on, I'll cut it up and I'll give them, you know, this, it's on some level it makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel out of place, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, trying to find where the vocals sat on top of this was a bit of a weird one, because it's quite, once you've put all the little um bits onto the backing track, it's quite a busy song. Like, your verse thing is... <laughs> no really room for breath there or like um mm. and i did toy of having a like um have the vocal follow the riff quite a lot and it just didn't work mm. it also meant i had to write more words and i didn't want to do that <laughs> um, i i think you've really struck a great balance because often you write your words after your music don't you Generally, almost always yeah and i think this is probably a song where you've really it doesn't feel that way at all. It feels like they came at the same time because they're just the the mel the vocal melody and the chords are very very married. I think. Thank you. Uh, just the only sort of uh, tricky part in terms of like writing on top of that is just what well, where it does kind of follow the riff a little bit is the bridge like. 
uh, matters more to you than to others. But I knew I wanted the third line to stop short, so it's just trying to uh, the fourth line to stop short. So it's just trying to come up with like the precise wording of, <laughs> and something that rhymed. But like, uh, you know, it's game is winning when you compare. But I need it like I need that. Because right. the end wouldn't have fit over the. That did actually stick out to me when you said I need I need it like I need air. The fact that that cuts short and then you go to another chord. Um, I like that. And it, honestly, that's something as songwriters I think we face all the time is like syllable fishing. Like, shit, that's five syllables. I need four. And just trying to like figure out a way to make something make sense with the right n- number of syllables. Well, that's kind of like, there's a lot of that, particularly in uh, those uh, bits, because it has to be so on the rhythm, like. It has to be six. You can't yeah. like sneak a syllable in and behind. So you have things like exactly right on cue. <laughs> like some of those words are superfluous. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got to be done sometimes, isn't it? But yeah, I think that's all there is to say about that one. I love it. I think it's great. And um, if you ever want to record it come to me because I've got ideas of how to produce it already. I think it's, it's such a cool, uh, workable, great song. Cool. I hope you have this strong reaction when you actually hear the whole thing finished. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> be funny if I stitched together like in the editing and went, it's boring. oh, my God. <laughs> somehow it's, terrible. It's, a, it's a different song somehow. <laughs> oh, I'm really embarrassed I couldn't get that all out in one go. Uh, it happens. Those happen to be on the podcast too. You know, these things happen. Um, right. Okay, so uh, that was Declan's song. I'm going to move on and play mine. Um, my song this week, it has a kind of working title, which is, you know... Untitled number se- seven. I wanted to avoid too many untitles, because otherwise I'll end up at untitled number 57 before uh, too long. To be fair, that's like a... <laughs> you know, it's one way of distinguishing your songs. Like a, <laughs> so can you tell me about your great hit, 59? Oh, yeah, well, that was just, um, you know, just noodling around with the idea. Okay, and what about 104? Oh, you know, the banjo and that was really good. No, the banjo's on 103. I mean, 104. 104, that was a tough time. You know, I was in <laughs> rehab. And, oh, don't remind me of 104. <laughs> yeah. And now your latest song, uh, 386. Oh, well, you know, I'm trying to go in a new direction now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that could be a title? What? Your latest song, 386. Yeah, I think so. That's great. Um, okay, so this song, its working title is God Song. So I hope you're listening. I am God. <laughs> yes. What? Why are you talking to us now? I'm an atheist and I don't know what you are. I just wanted to see what this song was like. <laughs> I've got nothing to do. And I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I mean, I did create man in my own image and all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Anyway, this is a song for you, God. Sorry. Calm down. Can't wait to see you, darling, but you wait for me. I can't wait to hold you, darling, but yours is a face which I can't see alone in a crowd. And singing the songs you gave to me, remembering how all I can hear is the sound of the voice in my head and the ripples affecting the shape of the flowing river 
I can see is an ever-changing color wheel. The shape of the world goes round and round. All that I know are the words to the scripts I'm shown. Everything else must go together. Try to forget about it and push it aside. I try to communicate it, but yours is a love I can't describe. Along with you now, and singing the songs you gave to me, remembering how all I can hear is the sound of the voice in my head and the ripples effect in the shape of the flowing river all i can see is an ever-changing color wheel the shape of I do quite like that. I think Thanks. that's pretty damn cool. One thing I, I did think at the beginning, like uh, you were going to do like uh, the end of Seagull by Bad Company with the... Unfortunately not. <laughs> Although I've never heard that song, but I did rip it off without hearing it. That's pretty genius, right? <laughs> but yeah, I do quite like... Um, one thing I do like about how you've written that song is that if you just look at the bass chord components a lot of it is just a d and e mm. but there's some really clever use of uh different versions of chords like we were saying um just before the podcast started we were talking about uh is it let's put our hearts together where, yeah uh, yeah where like it starts off with a g major seven to a c and we literally just what if you change one the second one to a major seven as well and it changes the entire feeling of the wrist. So what I like is you've got bits in there that's, uh, you know, uh, D, E all the way up to. Uh, like using the D as the bass and then you've got like walking bass lines over the E. Or like you've got, um, you know, one section where you're doing like A over D major. Sorry, D major seven. But they're sort of all variations of that up until you get to the chorus where you have a few more non-diatonic things. So. Oh, also, I really love it at the end of the chorus when, like, the first time around, it's D to D minor. I'm aware that you want to talk about your own song, but I just want to gush a second. And, like, the last time through, it's D to F. <laughs> I thought which, you'd like that. <laughs> which, you know, that they share a lot of the same components but it is a different feel and mm. it's just really cool sorry i'll let you talk about your song no now. no 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 thank you that's really sweet and kind um yeah i mean and you got it done in one performance i thought you were gonna say one day yeah well i mean sort <laughs> of i had to do the intro a few times full disclosure yeah 
But um, yeah, once you've done that, that was tasty. Thank you very Five much. Um, so basically, um, yeah, chordally, like you say, it's very kind of very basic uh, kind of A, D, and E for a lot of it. Um, the intro came first, so I was convinced I was going to write a song in D when I you know picked up the guitar. Um, so I came up with this thing where I'm taking the D shape, I won't describe the entire process, but I'm taking the open D shape on a guitar up the fretboard with a, with a D in the bass, and then finally getting to the A and, you know, changing the bass to an A. And then I was like, oh wait, it's like, the song is in, uh, A. Yeah, but if it the, resolves the, to the, that. The fact that you go to an A7 at the end of the intro means that you can quite happily go to the D. So I was like, okay, cool, I can still write my, my verse starting with a D. Um, I can't wait to see you, darling. And then you get your root here again, A. But you wait for me. I can't wait to hold you, darling. But yours is an F sharp major here. Bass that I can't Yours be is minor. an F sharp major, you know. <laughs> uh, and then B minor. Alone in a crowd. And singing the songs you gave to me. That's just kind of like accenting the vocal melody. Remembering nice. how. Can I just say that looks really cool done at speed? <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then, so I got like, remembering how. And then I could go back into another little bit of. But instead I go. Remembering how. And then I go into the chorus here, which is a much more subdued thing. So like. Kind of loud verse, quiet chorus type of thing. Hmm. All I can hear. And like you quite rightly put it out, um, you got a D major 7 there, which has got this lovely tropical feel, you know. D tropical, well, I call it. Well, it's kind of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really highlights that you're in a new section because like, uh, you've been using like passing notes mainly throughout the verse and everything. And mm. like... Uh, you know, a different basis. This is the first point in the song. We actually change what the chord is properly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Having a completely different uh, tonality to it. Um, so then you got that. And when I hit that on the chorus when I was writing, I was like, okay, this is kind of a different style of song. Now it's in the chorus. All I can hear is the sound of the voice in my head. And then you got like a, a E seven type of diminished D thing here. This, uh, the ripples effect in the shape of the flowing river. Back to A, the root. And then I was like, I like that section a lot. So what can I do to just kind of like up it? Like take it up a gear? And I was like, okay, same sort of melody. All, take it A7. All I can see is a five, uh, sorry, four, four minor. Um, and then, you know, that sort of a vocal melody uh, duplication there. I do think that would sound pretty nice on an electric, that section. Oh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, actually, wouldn't it? Mind you, I think everything would sound nice on electric. <laughs> That's kind of your tattoo, isn't it? Um, and then I was like, usually at this point, right, because usually, because we have seven days to, to write, I'm like, oh, good, I've got a chorus. That's cool. Let's move on to the verse. But I was like, actually, you know what? Because I've got a little bit of time. I was like, I wonder if I could take that up another day gear. Day one. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I wonder if I could take that up another gear again. I was like, okay, well, I've played, I've started a section on A, I've started a section on A7, and now I'm going to go up here to this chord I hit in the intro. Which is just an, which is just another inversion of A7. It's, um, if you've ever played Here Comes the Sun on guitar, it's basically, it's the D shape there. Yes. Uh, so, and then up here, uh, it's just kind of like, 
ups the emotional ante a little bit, so to speak. So, all that I know, and then take it way back down to this comma thing. The words to the script I've shown, everything else must go together. And then you're back to the A, obviously. Uh, and then it kind of like repeats. I think the only weakness of the song, perhaps, is that once you get to the end of that section, it kind of just goes back round that thing again, which, but, you know, I don't mind so much. But but there are, like, variations in there, like with the F and everything, like I was saying, you uh, substitute the D minor for the F, which gives a different feel to it. And I felt that mm. you were sort of playing differently, like a bit more, uh, for lack of a better term, with a bit more gusto on the second chorus through, which sort, of suggests, which sort of suggests, like, you know, production-wise, that more is coming in, like, whether that's, like, a swelling orchestra or whether that's, like... Uh, you know, more guitars or whether that's like um, the whole band coming in or something. Yeah, it's funny that because that wasn't really on purpose. I guess like in, in my mind, I was like, because I'm repeating it, why not just kind of like increase the dynamic there, you know, um, rather than, yeah, like you just said. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I wrote this song in my car. Um, I was in Cornwall last week too, as listeners will know who listened to the last week's episode. And uh, I'd gone down to see family and friends and a gig and that sort of thing. Anyway, um, in the car, I I got an audiobook from Audible. And it was called The War of Art, not to be confused with The Art of War. And it's this book about um, creativity and, you know, a lot of it... Anyone who listens to this and wants... <laughs> I wish we had Audible as a sponsor. That'd be amazing. That'd be so good. <laughs> Everyone's got Audible as a sponsor. We I should know. just apply. We should. But anyway, so just like all the mu- all the terrible music biographies written by people who didn't know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many of those. Yeah. Download the Elvis Presley story now. <laughs> written by someone in a laptop in two thousand nineteen. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I listened to this this War of Art book, and it was just one of those books where. Anyone who, who writes songs and is interested in, in like the process of like how it works and like how to get good at it, I, this book is absolutely recommended. Anyway, listen to this book, and it's only like two and a half hours to listen to, and so I, I that's quite sure. Are you sure yeah. it's not a pamphlet? I don't know, maybe, maybe. Um, and so I pulled over in uh, this service station car park and parked my car in the far corner, and it was getting dark now, so I turned on my lights in my car. And I just sat there for a while. I came up with this song. Um, and it didn't have a title. That's why it's called God Song because God Song is the most funny placeholder title I can think for this. Because it is about God, um, uh, but who calls their song God Song? So I, I thought that would be a funny like placeholder for the time being. Well, uh, yeah, we've discussed the music quite uh, directly. What about the words then? How do, how do they fit into the picture? You know, I'm interested like to hear you say they're actually about God. I thought it was just kind of. Uh... Uh, that was just sort of like a joke title, but I'm interested to hear the connection. Um, it's a tricky thing to talk about. Um, in fact, that's even, oh, okay, that's we the, that's even in the lyrics. <laughs> uh, I tried to communicate it, but yours is a love I can't describe. Um, oh God, I'm even hearing myself now talk about it, and it's. Uh, this is a podcast about songwriting. You are allowed to be pretentious here. <laughs> this is one of the few safe spaces for pretension. <laughs> Um, essentially, I'm not a religious person, but I do have a belief in, I guess you'd call it God. And um, and th- anyway, this this War of Art book, it was talking a lot about where inspiration comes from, um, whether that's a collective unconscious in a Carl Jung sense, or whether it's from, you know, a higher plane of, of reality or whatever it is. And all these things aren't, uh, I, don't, I take everything with a pinch of salt. Um, 
Apart from salt, because then you'd have two pinches of salt. Ooh, I wouldn't mind a pinch of salt right now. Make it two. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. Anyway, this this book was talking about where songs come from and everything like that. And um, it made a few questionable points, but a few points which kind of resonated with me for some reason about songs coming from somewhere greater than you, especially when you get these giant bursts of ideas, especially in dreams, you know, with Paul McCartney with yesterday and that sort of thing. And um, a lot of the great ideas from inventors, when they were asked where did this idea come from, they said, you know, it came in a dream or it came in a vision or that sort of thing. So the book talked a lot about that sort of thing. And so I kind of write, I wrote a song about that, basically, about where the songs come from, where, you know, where do our thoughts come from, that sort of thing. So I think we've hit peak meta. I think we might might have done, yeah. Um, especially talking about it on the show, jeez. Uh, but anyway, that's basically... The weekly song about. podcast, the song. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, I'm talking about how I'm alone in a crowd. You know, I was literally in a shopping centre car park sort of thing. Um, singing the songs you sang to me. And it, again, it's, I've touched on this in the past, and it sounds kind of corny when you say it, but I don't really believe that... 100% of the the song ideas I come up with are just me and my <laughs> infinite wisdom. I think there's something probably a little bit bigger than me, you know, that helps me come up with things quickly, you know. There is. Your music library. <laughs> that helps, for sure. That helps in a big way. Um, yeah. It's, uh, so it's about that. Um, anyway. Yeah, so that's kind of the lyrics. Um, and we've done the music. So I guess that's it. Yeah, I really like that. I would love to hear that like uh, fully produced, like um, just uh, with, you know, just increasing and swelling and swelling until it becomes almost overbearing in terms of like production at the end. Like, uh, yeah, just like, <laughs> you know, the showstopper at the end of the album. <laughs> but uh, one opinion that we must seek out is that of God. God, what did you think of you? What of this of God's song? I thought it was all right. I've got Bromley for some reason. <laughs> Why does he change his accent? Actually, I guess he is. I am almighty. He is all accents. I can have whatever accent I want. <laughs> okay, we're, we're not questioning that, God, but um, did, you, did you like the song? Yes. Well, God, if you want to email to the show, it's weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. I have no need of emails. I am all present and all-powerful. Well, if you want to submit a song, you have to go through the correct channels, I'm afraid. Even you. You can't make an exception for the creator of the universe. Uh, I'll have to ask Declan. What do you reckon, Declan? You're talking to an atheist. This isn't going to work. <laughs> but I'm right here. <laughs> You're talking to an atheist. It won't work. <laughs> Sorry, I spat out of it. <laughs> I spit at you, God. <laughs> that is the most blasphemous thing that's ever happened on the show. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm leaving a one-star review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. That's not even funny. I, can't, I couldn't stand a one-star review from God. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I can think to say for my song. Um, I guess we'll uh, move on to the next segment, which is an email we got from somebody. <laughs> we'll be back after a dugger. So we've had an email in this week from uh, John Key. I say this week, we've actually had this email in for... Um... Uh, about a fortnight now. We've got a backlog, which is really weird for us. Yeah, we have to work through them all. Um, but yeah, he writes thus. To my friends who don't know me, Declan and Roger. Hello, gents. I've been wanting to email for a few months now. I only started listening to the podcast since July 12th, uh, my birthday, when I took a week-long break from work and decided I'd write a song. 
Along my journey to learn how to write a song in a week, miraculously, I searched for and found your podcast. I've now had time enough to hear every episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shortly after my musical staycation, I decided I would write a song a week, every week, for a year. I'm up to 15, all up on SoundCloud. The approach has always been to start on GarageBand, start off a keyboard track and usually bang out a melody or chord progression, then add more tracks. I like all my creations and I hate them too for all their shortcomings, but it's especially fun to go back and see just how much they've evolved. Eventually I've added my own guitar, trumpet, harmonica and vocals. Hardest for me. Like, I agree. Like I, I have so much trouble doing vocals, it's unreal. My top note. Um, your podcast has been a guide and inspiration for me, and I always look forward to starting my day off with a run, listening to each of you deliver creative brilliance. It's been so useful to hear someone describe the technical approach, and I've had to learn a bit of music theory to understand, but it's super helpful to hear the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey explanation of how inspiration strikes every week. That's something that arguably can't be taught, can't be learned, but if there was a way to learn musical, in- but if there was a way to learn musical inspiration, muse, I think your podcast has accomplished it. Nicely done. It is a bit strange reaching out, knowing that I'm an unknown to you while hearing you both regularly give advice and generate funny banter for months now. It really feels like I'm listening to friends. Thank you for producing the podcast and the music every week. Ta for now, John Key. That is so touching. That is the sweetest email we've ever got. We're blushing. <laughs> we are blushing. Can I just quickly say as well, like, not only does he write a song every week to put us to shame, you know, not to put us to shame, but he also runs to listen to the podcast. This and he also, quotes healthy... Do- he also quotes Doctor Who, so he's got good taste. <laughs> are you sure this isn't, isn't just you emailing the show? No, because I don't run. I'm an unhealthy bastard. <laughs> From a Mr. D. Kitchener. <laughs> uh, yes, it's me. Um... No, but that's really lovely. Thank you for sending that in, John. Yeah, it's 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 touching that you listen to the show and listen to all the episodes, including the early not so good ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, we uh, didn't know what we were doing. I listened to the first one the other day. It took like five minutes into the show. <laughs> not even five minutes, like a minute into the show is like a million duggers. Oh, uh, the fact that we didn't have a format back then. Oh dear. But anyway, we digress. Um, no, oh. that is a really lovely email, and um, yeah, it's it's just cool that. This has helped in some way. This madness that we do every week helps in some sense. It's always just heartwarming to sort of like read stuff like that, and it's just like you know, like you say, like people are getting something from it, which is kind of like, it, arguably, it's the point. But at the same time, this is just something that we do for fun as well. So it's yeah, it, it, it's nice to see that other people like it. It kind of gives a whole new because like when we first started this, there was no thought of people even listening really. Yeah, it was literally just for us so that we could say we'd done it. Yeah, and like. And, you know, it was just a challenge. It was always like, speaking of running, it was like that running partnership thing. Like if you meet on the corner every day at 7am, with a running partner, you're more likely to do it. So that's why you and I do this. Mm. And um, yeah, uh, John also writes as well, as he alluded to in his email. Mm. And um, we checked out his SoundCloud and, you know, from writing once a week. There's a lot all on there. Year long, there's a lot <laughs> on there. Um, so we'll probably put in a clip uh, right about here. He had something to tell them. That they had not yet heard. Maybe wiser than now, but they would not hear a word. Who what you say is forever, and it's also who you are. Caught in a junction. 
and there's a bunch more stuff on his uh, SoundCloud as well, you know, like I said before, from writing like once every single week. Um, and I'll leave a link to his SoundCloud in our SoundCloud description on the podcast, so you can go and check out his stuff as well. Fantastic. Do it. And he goes by the name Jacko, by the way, on his SoundCloud. Whether or not he does that uh, as like an artist name or a pseudonym or whatever, but uh, that's John Key, a.k.a. Jacko. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sending that one in. Yes, thank you very much. So that's it for the Weekly Song Podcast this week. Uh, if you've written a song of the week or you just want to write in a lovely email or a not-so-lovely email or a middling email, um, any kind of email at all, then why not get in contact at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read anything. Um, we've, we're best friends with the spam bots right now. <laughs> we really are. Um, uh, yeah, where can they find you, Roger? You can find me at rogerheathers.com which is my band camp. I have uh, a new album out called Grim. Uh, it's very good. It's always worth doing. I'm on Instagram, particularly in, uh, active on Instagram. That's at Roger Heathers. Um, same on Twitter, at Roger Heathers. I post really weird abstract thoughts I have. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> so if you like that kind of thing, come over there. Um, and where can they find you, Declan? On SoundCloud. And Yay. that's about it. Uh, search Declan Kitchener, or uh, if you search the Weekly Song Podcast uh, following page, uh, then uh, I'm on there. Uh, also, if you like the show, why not give it a five-star review on iTunes or like a thumbs-up on SoundCloud or a general positive uh, signifier on whichever service you happen to find us on. Uh, yeah, we shall see you next week where we have a special guest. Ah, uh, yes, we yeah. have a special guest, returning guest. We're not even gonna we're not even gonna give you his name because he's a returning guest. It's a surprise. How do you know it's a he? I don't, you know. Hey, it's the 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got a special guest next week. Um, this is all from me, but thank you for listening. Cool. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, getting a bit too Ronnie, sir. It's good night from me. <laughs> and good night from me. That's not how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. You how, ruined... <laughs> how do you not know how the two Ronnie's ends? I know. they got the glasses with the do 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 It's good night from me and it's good night from him. That's like a comedy classic. All right, try it again. No, you've ruined it now. <laughs> and it's good night from me. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. <laughs> <laughs>